This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G, which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy. And now, Decoder Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, Exit Stage Left! Baxter! Baxter, confound it! Where are you? She's at City Hall, Mr. Purley. City Hall? City Hall? What in tarnation is so all fired important at City Hall? Chief O'Malley's retirement is this morning. Oh, thunder, I meant to go to that. You did? O'Malley is a dedicated public hero with decades of service under his belt, young man. Besides, how am I supposed to write the editorial if I can't crib from what other people said about him? I think this is why you sent Mrs. Baxter, Chief. It is? I think you said... You'd rather get a massage from an orangutan than write that yourself. And what was she still doing here? Something like that? Well, it certainly sounds like me. Ah, oh, confound it! Now I've got a perfectly good dander with that for nothing! Kelly! Get in my office! Me, Chief? Yeah, you! You just got elected! And bring Ripka with you! Uh, sure, Chief. Say, Roxy, Editor Pearlie... I know, Mr. Kelly. I, you, and the foundations of this building all heard that one. Gives me an excuse to step away from this story on prison reform. <laughs> You'd better finish that before Mrs. Baxter gets back. Who? <laughs> Rosie the Riveter. I can handle her. I'd be surprised if that was true. Got more than enough pepper left over for you, too, Slick. Why, Roxy Ripka, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? I guess not. You'd probably blow clean away, you delicate thing. All right, all right, the pair of you can the war dance and park your keisters. Whatever you say, Chief. And don't you forget it. If you two are going to work the crime beat together, it would be nice if you could cooperate for more than five minutes at a stretch. I am the very model of office cooperation, Editor Pearlie. You are a ten-pound bag of sass in a skirt, Miss Ripka. And I'm still not 100% clear why I needed another one of those around here more than I need a third ulcer. Sit down. Is there a problem, Chief? You bet there's a problem. It's about our Black Eagle coverage. 
I thought we had a pretty good angle on his battle with the Scarlet Wasp, Chief. And I still don't know how you got those eyewitness reports and beat me to the story. You're just lucky, I guess. Fortunately, there are real reporters on staff for when your luck runs out. All right, all right, save it! My point is that the Chronicle has the best Black Eagle coverage in town! Well, surely that's good. Not on days when he doesn't iron his cape and go to work, it isn't! It leaves us with a hole and nothing to fill it! We need to know who this fellow is! You don't mean his secret identity. No, not his... Well, I don't care who he is under that cowl! We're giving them the what's. I want to know the why's, the how's. I want to know about this character if we're going to depend on him. But, Chief, we never had that kind of information on the Red Panda. Again with the Red Panda. Get with the times, Kelly. I don't care how you get it, just get it. That's the story we want. Those are standing orders. And what about this prison reform story? On my desk by the end of the day, or the Telegraph can have their girl reporter back. Baxter! When did you get here? This is me making my entrance, dear Mr. Purley. And my exit. I have an editorial to write lauding a public servant. Not so fast. You in here. You two out there. Yes, sir. Oh, don't step on my toes, clumsy. And stay out of my way on the Black Eagle angle. I have some ideas. I'm sure you do, Roxy. I'm sure you do. Was there something you needed, Editor Pearlie? There must be some reason why you put those two on the crime beat together. Uh, Harry needed the push. He does his best work when he's outside his comfort zone. And her ladyship? Needed a break. She's a good reporter. And she was back to covering flower shows with the war over and all of the suits home to stay. And every time she breaks a story, I gotta rub it in the telegraph space. Was that all? No, it wasn't. I hear rumors about that scarlet bee thing. Red panda rumors. I don't know what you're talking about. Consonant Baxter! It's been weeks, months! And the mystery man that kept this paper afloat through the Depression has been seen less and less. He and his girlfriend have popped up now and then when it looked like the Black Eagle was in over his head, and I've heard some rumblings about eyewitnesses that saw him in on this week's takedown. I can't confirm or deny it, Editor Pearlie. I've been at Queen's Park most of the week. You'd have to ask Laurel and Hardy about the superhero angle. I'm asking you! You spilled more ink over the terrific twosome of Toronto than any writer this side of Jack Peters, and I can't ask him! You know the Red Panda... What's the story? All right, Tim. You want to know what I think? I think he's trying to slip away. Step aside quietly while he still can. Maybe play a little happily ever after with a flying squirrel. She'd probably like that. So why does he keep coming back? Oh, who knows? Maybe he feels responsibility. For the city, for the people, for the Black Eagle for all I know. Maybe it ain't easy to stop being the guy with all the answers and the fastest fist in the East, but I think he's trying to retire, Editor Pearlie. And I think we ought to let him. So why not step forward and say so? Let us say goodbye. Because there would be speeches and testimonials and a gold watch just like the one they gave O'Malley today. And at the end of the day, somebody would have to write it up and nobody would care to read it. It would be awful. Besides, Chief, 
Haven't you seen the sales figures? The Black Eagle is where it's at. There's more to life than selling papers, Baxter. Since when? Holy cats, the whole building shook. What was that? I think you're about to find out. That editorial can wait. Get out there, now! He's in a what? Are you serious? Thanks, I owe you one. Well, if you're ringing the gas company, Kelly, you can give it up. Those explosions aren't just explosions, that's for sure. Oh, yes? I just got a call from a contact. Some maniacs built himself a power suit, and he's tearing up the financial district. Where's my hat? A power suit, you say? Well, that's what he called it. I'm not up on the latest mad scientist lingo. Where in thunder is my hat? I know a man who could tell us a thing or two about that sort of thing. It might be an interesting sidebar. A sidebar? Don't you realize what this means? Why, the Black Eagle is sure to be there. Every reporter in the building is running for the exits, and you're composing a sidebar. And you're fixing your makeup. Don't you knock my feminine wiles. Editor Pearlie wants the inside scoop on the Black Eagle, and that's just what I'm going to give him one of these days. This is business, that's all. You haven't seen my hat, have you? It's sitting on your head. Any other feminine wiles you need help locating? As if you could. Good luck with your phone call, Mr. Sidebar. No answer at his lab. Should I try him at home, or... What am I doing? The Red Pan has never needed me to tell him when the city needs him. He's probably already at the heart of the action. I'll just slip into this storeroom. <laughs> well, Roxy's right about one thing. This does sound like the sort of place you'd find the Black Eagle. Open this window and... Onward and away! <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, miss. You talking to me? Kit Baxter, Daily Chronicle. Do you know something about this tin terror? There's a phone call for you, miss. A phone call? Are you loco? A phone call. In that alleyway. A phone call. In an alleyway. Yes, miss. Right now. Listen, pal. I'm trying to properly purple some pros and catch a glimpse of whatever smashing up Bay Street from behind a police barricade. I don't have time for games, so you're gonna have to go pedal crazy somewhere else. Yes, miss. In the alleyway. Right now. Look, I told you... Wait. Okay, wait. I just got it. Excuse me. Excuse me! Yep, coming through. Thanks. Excuse me. There we go. A phone call in an alleyway, is it? And in the alleyway we have... Nothing. Why am I not surprised? Are you ever going to look up? No, I am not. I am not going to look up because I am looking for you down here. On the ground, where a normal man with no static shoes would be standing. Well, today that isn't going to work out that well for you because I am, in fact, up here. Sweetie, I thought we weren't doing this again. I haven't actually done anything. Yet. Yet. We said we weren't going to do this. We said we were going to leave it to Harry. And we probably will. Probably. Well, whoever's in the suit hasn't really done anything yet either. Demolished a couple of empty buildings, a little light property damage. Now he's just waiting. For what? I think he came downtown to play King of the Mountain with the Black Eagle should see the battle suit. It's as big as a streetcar. 
You can't see anything. The cops have barricades everywhere. Not on the rooftops. Gus. Ixnay on the Aske. I can't. We won't interfere. We'll just be in reserve. I mean, I really can't. I don't... I'm not wearing my suit. I stopped. Because you said so. I say a lot of things. I noticed the lack of a radio ring. Yeah. Thanks for sending the super subtle hypnotized guy to come get me. We can talk about this later. Come get some page one photos for that newspaper of yours. I told you I don't have my suit. Yes. But I've got you covered. And where exactly am I supposed to change? Safe House 164 is right at the end of the alley. Safe House 164. Do I know that one? Maybe not. Green door down the steps. How did you ever keep track of all of this? Sometimes I make the numbers up. Really? No. Meet me on the roof, Flying Squirrel, and we'll try and stay out of trouble together. <laughs> yeah, that usually works out pretty well. This is quite a trail of destruction. can't believe the number of people crowding around these barricades. Don't they know this is a dangerous place to be? Looks like the police have things under control for now. We should be able to see this power suit soon. It must... Good Godfrey! That thing is enormous! It doesn't seem to be moving at all. Perhaps the police have already got everything under... What's that? Rockets? No! Black Eagle! Oh, you're all right there, son. I will be, as soon as my ears stop ringing. Thank you, officer. Shoe-ring, sir. Officer Dean Shoe-ring. Land sakes, but you've got a thick hide, boy. That fireball threw you half a block. I noticed that. Is there a command center set up, Officer Shoe-ring? No, sir. Well, not that I know of, sir. But that isn't to say that anybody tells me much of anything. Ask me, sir. That oversized novelty wind-up toy caught the brass with the pants down. If you'll forgive me saying so, sir. I don't think I follow you. Well, sir, Chief O'Malley got his gold watch this morning. For all I know, he's gone fishing already. And if he hasn't, he doesn't have the authority to do anything. But surely the new chief can... That's just it, sir. Chief Parker ain't supposed to be sworn in until tomorrow morning. They may be moving that up a step just now... But a maniac in a battlesuit wasn't on anybody's to-do list for the day, sir. The men will do what they can, sir, but I think you're on your own. As far as cunning plans go, sir. I'm sure our friend in the tin pants isn't done just yet. You'd better do what you can to get these people out of here. Easier said than done, Black Eagle. There are hundreds of them, packed in like sardines against the barricades the whole length of the street. Are they crazy? Are people really that interested in seeing a giant suit of armor busting up downtown? No, sir. Your heroness. That ain't what they're here to see, sir. They come down here as soon as the word got out about that metallic monstrosity, cause they knew that you'll be soon showing your face, sir. Me? But they're in terrible danger here. That ain't the way they see it, sir. They reckon they're safer than in their mother's arms if they're within sight of the Black Eagle. Besides... Curiosity is a powerful thing, sir. And there are more of them than we can round up or run in, even if they were breaking a law. You're just going to have to work with an audience, sir. Swell. I don't even know what I'm dealing with here yet. 
with all due respect, Mr. Black Eagle, sir, but don't you know everything that you need to know? He did just shoot a pair of rockets in your face. There's more to this job than just throwing punches, Officer Shuring. At least there ought to be. Not sure how much detective work you're likely to have time for, sir. Not with all those people to protect. If our friend in the suit wanted to hurt them, he'd have done so already. But he's just standing there. Apart from the rockets, that's all he's done this last half hour. Tore up the street something fierce for a bit. But since the sirens started, he's just been waiting. But for exactly what, sir, I couldn't begin to tell you. Uh, for me, Officer Shuring. He's waiting for me. Just like all of the men and women behind these barricades. This isn't a trail of destruction, it's a trail of breadcrumbs. Ah, but where does it lead, sir? That's just what I aim to find out, officer. Excuse me. You go get him, Mr. Black Eagle, sir! All of these people. It's like a carnival or a parade. The Red Panda never had to deal with anything like this. I guess that's why he kept to the shadows. Kept so many secrets. I don't know... I don't know if I can do this like this. How can I protect people who put themselves in danger just to watch me save them? Well, like the flying squirrel would say, there's no way this ends good. Best thing to do is end it fast. Hey, you! Yeah, you there! Don't pretend you can't hear me. I don't know what you think you're playing at, but it ends now. I imagine that you wanted my attention. Well, you've got it, mister. Now, was there something you wanted? Or are those missiles your best shot? No, no, my dear Black Eagle. Those rockets were just a little love tap. Wait. That voice, you sound like a woman. Well, nothing gets past you, does it? I... I didn't... I can't hit a woman. I don't really plan on giving you a chance, you masked freak. Come out of that suit, miss, before you get hurt. This is much more than just a suit, boy scout. This is a monument to genuine human achievement. This is what a real human can do without your freakish augmentations, your modifications, your alien powers or whatever you have under that cape of yours. Sounds to me like you don't know what you're angry about. You don't know a thing about me. I know that you stand above us like a god, making a hollow mockery of human achievement. Everything else I need to know I can learn right now. That's right. Step out of that suit and we can talk. Talk is cheap. I prefer empirical data. What's that? Why, tell you when I can show you. Let the test begin. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. Okay, I've had enough of this. Easy, slugger. Me? You're the one that can't keep his mask off. Harry's taking a pounding down there. So far, yes. So we're up. Let's go! And do what exactly? What do we bring to the table other than distraction? We've taken down bigger guys than that. Perhaps. But if the Black Eagle is ever going to protect this city on his own, we have to stop undermining his confidence by riding to his rescue. Undermining his... Wait, what? Every time we've stepped back into these roles, it was because our young protege there seemed to be in over his head. You don't think he was? Actually, I do. I also think that's the job description, and I think Harry knows that. How would it undermine his confidence to know we have his back? He knows. Besides, I don't want to get in the way of his plan. His plan? His plan is to take this much abuse. I think that it is. He knows almost nothing about his opponent, and what's the best way to change that? Let them talk? Uh, Sweetie, that's not talking, that's punching. And 
flamethrowing. Oh, that looked painful. You notice he's just playing defense. He doesn't want to hit a girl. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. This one has some issues, and he needs to know what they are, so when she starts... Is that the best you can do, the great black eagle? Good boy, Harry. Shh! Listen. You were supposed to be this colossus, this god among men. I don't know who told you that, but I never did. You didn't have to. They anointed you, the yellow press jackals. They can't say enough in praise of a man who flies and throws cars around. He's a man of tomorrow. He gives us all hope. He's a vision of what we all could be. But if someone is genuinely exceptional, they let him wither and die before they say a word in support of him. You don't strike me as very withered. Fool! You think I'm doing this for myself? I don't see anyone else here but you and I and your enormous ego. Silence! I came here to destroy you, Black Eagle, in front of all these adoring sheep. To show them what true greatness is. How great can you be if they don't even know who you are? You arrogant glory hound. I have brought you to your knees and I did it all for him. Oh, good. There are two anonymous nobodies in this equation. Ha! Dare you. I will destroy you and then everyone will know. My name is Bond. Elise Bond. I am the daughter of the greatest scientific mind of our age. Dr. Troy Bond. Never heard of him. No. No one ever did. He was more of a man than you will ever be, and he died in poverty and obscurity. But I will avenge him. I will crush you, break you, and then rule this city and its people like a warrior queen. We'll just see about that, Miss Bond. So, you were playing possum, were you? I am so glad to hear it. I would hate for this to be over too quickly. Let us move our test to power level two, shall we? Lock the door behind you. We don't want to be discovered in August Fenwick's lab. I think people would be more surprised to discover that August Fenwick had a lab in the first place. Probably true. Well... Grab whatever you came for, and let's get back to Harry. I will, as soon as I've done one thing. What's that? Figured out exactly what it is I'm looking for. Gus! That soup reminds me of something. I've seen schematics for something during the war. We're looking for blueprints? How many can you possibly have? Well, these. Holy Toledo! Why do you have all of these? These are the ones that struck me as having dangerous applications. I saved them for just... Such an emergency. Sweetie, we don't have time for this. Even Harry can't take that kind of pounding for long, and you saw that his punches weren't doing beans all. I did see that. It was interesting. Interesting? A sinister science villain with serious daddy issues is beating the tar out of Harry as we speak. So you focus on her. Use your reporter's skills while I try to exercise my mad scientist muscles. Are we fighting evil as Gus and Kit now? Possibly. Not sure the other two could do much but die. Or we could hit the lair for every piece of heavy ordnance we have and blow that battlesuit into atoms. And the shockwaves would destroy downtown and kill hundreds of innocent bystanders. You spoil all of my fun. To say nothing of the fact that whatever shielding is protecting Elise Bond from the Black Eagle would likely withstand any attack from a... Shielding. Shh! 
shielding. Maybe that was it. You need to look faster. It's hard to narrow it down. That machine is evil genius made flesh, and I've never seen anything quite like it. She may be working from her father's theories, but Miss Bond is clearly brilliant in her own right. What about the father, Troy Bond? That ring any bells? Are you asking me or thinking out loud? He died in obscurity, remember? Newspapers don't cover that. But his daughter resented that, which means the father must have resented it too. Which means he must have been after publicity and never got it. I don't... I wouldn't have gotten those calls. They'd have only come to me if... What? Okay, wait. Can I wait and search at the same time? There was a guy who came to me about a year ago. He'd done some work for Fenwick Labs and thought it might be a connection. You have my attention? Yes, I know. It's very distracting. I'm sure. It wasn't for him. He, he was fishing for coverage for a colleague who had died. A guy he worked with on for some projects for the war office. He said that it would mean a lot to the family. And? And I handed him off to one of the science guys. Or one of the obituary guys. I am neither one of those guys. I guess Bond Sr. didn't make the cut. Who was the scientist who spoke to you? Does it matter? It might, if they work together on a project that is represented in this pile of paper. A uh, little guy. Coke bottle glasses? Well, that narrows the field. Uh, kind of wispy hair. Alberton? Allerton? Boswell Allerton? That's the bird! Allerton was the lead on something that caught my eye. Somewhere around here. I was with Parker's Rangers when the war office rejected it. Too expensive to implement. A battle suit? No, but some kind of powered armor for individual soldiers. I think there were some shields. It's somewhere in this pile. I'm disturbed by the fact that your filing system is so close to Dr. C. Quiet, you. Yes! This is it. Look, here, third name down. Dr. Troy Bond. Ah, Gus and Kit save the day! Well, perhaps... I can see why it was rejected. This is not only expensive, it's terribly cumbersome. A soldier would have been well protected, but totally unable to fight. A problem which you solve with a giant exoskeleton. This is not much like what Bond is using on the Black Eagle. It is and it isn't. Look here at the detailed schematics for the shield array. Yes. Okay, I'm looking... Are you going to explain them in a not very condescending fashion? They siphon off the energy of the attack itself, reduce it to almost nothing. I think they convert the energy into power for the systems themselves. So the harder Harry punches a suit, the stronger it gets? Maybe. If the system is the same in Elise Bond's suit as her father's designs... If her daddy was the most brilliant man ever, why would she change his design? It's an interesting point. I just don't know how it helps us. Hmm. <sighs> Too bad we couldn't convince the shields to siphon off their own power while they're at it. Yes, well, that... Have I ever told you that you're beautiful when you're brilliant? <laughs> Damn, boy. Are you telling me... We can do exactly that? Yes, of course we can. It should just be a matter of setting up a resonant counterfield within the shield harmonics. Oh, is that all? In theory, yes. When it fails to recognize its own energy signature, the shield should strip itself in moments. Okay, I like the sound of that. How fast can you gizmo that up? Fast? But then it will need to be delivered as close to the shield array as possible. Not sure how we plan to do that with a super-powered rumble going on. How big is this? What's it going to be? I don't know. Somewhere between a largish pen and a medium-sized carrot. I saw a crossbow and bolts back at Safe House 164. If you can make it go, I can make it fly. 
Gus and Kit save the day? Gus and Kit save the day! <laughs> Hurry up and meet me on the roof of the Winyard building and Harry will never even know we were there! Black Eagle! Are you alright? Stay back, Officer Shoering. No, sir. I don't know how much more of this you can take. I know it. That suit has taken everything I can throw at it. And more. Get out of here. There isn't anything you can do. There may not be much, but never let it be said Toronto's finest didn't do all they can. All right, boys. Light it up! (laughs) (laughs) This winged creature was supposed to be your protector, and you risk your lives to save him? Futile! Perhaps a demonstration of your folly. What do you say, Black Eagle? These peons around the barricades, shall I crush a few of them as a lesson to the others? Depend upon super-powered freaks at your peril? As long as there are people at risk, Bond, the Black Eagle will never stop fighting. Never stop failing, you mean? We'll see. What was that? How? That sounded encouraging. Maybe that tin can isn't so tough after all. My shields! No! This can't be happening! Looks like it's lights out for you, Miss Bond! Now, let's get you out of those wet things. Can't see a door. Guess I can always make one! What the... There's no one in here at all. That's right, hero. I operated the battle suit by remote control. And I may not have finished you today, but I have learned much that will aid in your destruction. You haven't heard the last of Elise Bond. You haven't! Well, for now, I have. Well, that was quite a workout. Wish I knew what finally went right, so I could do it again if she ever comes back. Maybe that hail of police bullets had something to do with it, wouldn't you say, Black Eagle? For all I know, officer, you might be right. I certainly don't know what... Say, what is that you've got there? Oh, this? I saw it stuck to the suit there. Like something a kid would throw. See there, it looks like an arrow, but with a magnet or some such on it. As if an arrow could do that much of anything against that monstrosity. Say now, what is it you're smiling about? Oh, nothing at all, officer. I was just thinking about an old friend, is all. It's nice to have friends, isn't it? Well, you should know, son. You seem to have a city full of them. Yes, and one or two that always have my back, whether they want me to know it or not. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! Dean Shering, Elise Bond, and Troy Bond are Kickstarter backers of the Mask of the Red Panda video project, 
and their names appear in this episode as a reward for their extraordinary support. Thank you. The Red Panda Adventures, episode 113, Exit Stage Left, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Scott Moyle, Stephen Burley, Gregory Z. Cook, Hero Van Harden, Clarissa Donetta Landon, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre, and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!